Well, thank you for taking the time to listen to tune into this podcast again. I'm going to talk about something that's kind of difficult, but could set you free. Addiction. This is excerpts from my book, The Whole World is Going Crazy, But You Don't Have to, Psychological and Scriptural Healing. Actually, it's scriptural and psychological healing. (laughs) But, you know, the truth is you didn't start out thinking you'd become addicted. Or you didn't start out thinking, oh, yeah, he drinks a little much, but he's not an addict. But you married him anyway. You probably started drinking and using. Why? Because it felt good. It made you feel okay with yourself and the world. It worked for you. But now it's all changed. The good feelings are gone. Fun, gone. And you no longer can escape. Now, a part of you may deny that you're addicted. Most people do. You keep trying to get back the feelings using initially gave to you, but it doesn't work. Feel hopeless? Please don't. There is hope. There is another way. Now, the only reason I struggled with the idea of doing a chapter on chemical dependence and addiction is that there's just so much to say. It deserves really more attention than I can give it here in this podcast or even in the chapter of my book, but I deal with it so frequently in my practice as a therapist, addiction and how it destroys lives. Now, again, because so many people are struggling with what seems to be a crazier and crazier world, many are turning to substances or addictive behaviors to escape the madness. So, again, please forgive my lack of depth as I address this important topic. I hope to provide some general information and directions so that you can take steps forward. Now, what do you think of when you hear the word addiction? Most likely, you think of drug or alcohol addiction. However, even in my small practice, I worked with many who are addicted not only to alcohol or drugs, but others who are addicted to porn or shopping, eating, food, social media, addiction, which we've addressed in the last podcast, cigarettes, sex addiction, and and this is just a partial list. And all are worthy topics to address. But again, for this particular podcast, I want to address and talk about addiction more generally, emphasizing drugs and alcohol. So I guess one of the first questions is, are you addicted or dependent? Some use the words interchangeably, and some in the scientific community use neither word. They call it a disorder instead of addiction or dependence. But whatever the term you use, it's not a moral failure. Rather than getting lost in the differences, I will define addiction as an inability to stop using a substance or engaging in a behavior even though it is causing psychological, spiritual, or physical harm. So now take a moment and ask yourself, what destructive activities or substances in your life are causing you or others distress? I say others because you may feel that your use of substances or behavior isn't a problem. But what would others who are close to you say? You may have lost your objectivity. The good news is that this has been a chapter of your life. The story is not yet complete. Drug and alcohol use in the United States costs $1.45 trillion in economic loss annually. But more than the dollars lost is the loss of life and harm to individuals, families, and society that I find disturbing. According to the CDC, roughly 850,000 Americans have died due to overdose since 1999. 
about three quarters of these deaths involve oxycodone or heroin. And some of these deaths have been with prescribed opioids. With the legalization of marijuana, more and more people are using it. Although some say marijuana addiction isn't likely, psychologically depend- psychological dependence can grow. Again, addiction or dependence. In my mind, this is a difference with little distinction. Marijuana has become increasingly potent. You can get hooked on marijuana. This means you can't stop using it, even if you want to. Maybe you say that it benefits you personally. Okay, but let me ask you, would you feel better on the morning of your major surgery if your doctor told you he just enjoyed a nice blunt or some great weed so that he'd be more relaxed? Probably not. Society depends on your sobriety. In 2019, a person was killed every 52 minutes in a drunk driving crash in the United States. Drunk drivers cause 40% of fatal car accidents. The cost of addiction to society is enormous. It can lead to disease, theft, violence, and premature death. It destroys lives, families, and marriages. Whether you are using, it costs us all. Your addicted brain becomes numb and your brain receptors become overwhelmed. The brain responds by producing less dopamine, the feel-good hormone, or eliminating dopamine receptors. It's the part of your brain's reward system associated with pleasurable sensations, learning, memory, motor system function, and more. The cycle is this. You take your substance to feel good, and it works for a while. Your brain produces less dopamine. Why? because you just made it feel good artificially. It's doing its job of trying to find balance. You still want to feel good, however. The everyday activities that please you before, like eating a good meal or laughing with friends, don't produce the same natural high because the brain produces less dopamine. So you use more to recapture the good feelings that seem harder to come by. And you use more and more, but you feel less and less good naturally. So... You use more. Addiction. You can't outrun your brain's capacity to turn itself down. It's a race you're destined to lose from the start. Sobriety is the only way to win that race. So what are some of the signs or symptoms that indicate you may be suffering from addiction in general? An inability to stop the substance or destructive behavior and continuing despite the negative consequences? engaging in risky or unlawful behaviors, feeling preoccupied with the substance or behavior, seeing your relationships suffer, finding it increasingly difficult to follow through on commitments, you don't enjoy what you used to. These are just some of the signs of addiction. There can be a a genetic predisposition to substance abuse. The American Psychological Association states that at least half of a person's susceptibility to drug or alcohol addiction can be linked to genetic factors. Therefore, if you have relatives who suffer from addiction, you can be forewarned and be more mindful. Substance-related disorders impact the area of the brain responsible for emotions and decision-making. When addicted, your brain has been hijacked. Your life has been stolen from you. But don't lose heart. Millions have been where you are and have found freedom from addiction. You are not alone. Paul writes in Corinthians, he said, No trial has come to you but what is human. 
God is faithful and will not let you be tried beyond your strength. But with the trial, he will also provide a way out so that you may be able to bear it. That's from 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. In other words, there's a way out of your addiction. Addiction is nothing new. Moses in the Old Testament spoke about drunkenness, orgies, and crazy destructive behavior. By my rough count, Scripture mentions being drunk about 77 times. But of course, some of these times, Jesus was falsely accused of being a drunk. (laughs) And at least on one occasion, we know he was quite the winemaker. But Scripture is squarely against drunkenness and addiction. Paul says, Do not get drunk on wine, in which lies debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18. So to recover, you'll first have to admit that you have a problem and that you'll need help. This is no easy admission because you probably don't want to admit that a substance or behavior has control over you. Although there are many wonderful treatment modalities for recovery, I'm a fan of the Fellowship of Alcoholics Anonymous and other 12-step programs. AA is for recovering alcoholics. However, there are many different 12-step programs based on AA's 12 steps, including those for narcotics, cocaine, overeaters, gamblers, etc. AA is free, a big advantage. But more importantly, as a therapist, I've worked with many clients who have made great use of the program to stop using and transform their lives. Recovery from addiction should not just be thought of as no longer abusing a substance. If, for example, you're an alcoholic, but then locked in a cage with no access to alcohol, technically, you would no longer be abusing alcohol. But in my opinion, you're still an alcoholic. You're not yet free from addiction. Recovery, whether from a substance or destructive activity, is more than just abstinence. It is about soul transformation. It's about relating to the world and self in a new way. It's about freedom from self and self-destruction. But to experience this life transformation, you must look in the dark places. What is the pain from which you are running? AA recognizes that transformation should be a continual process for all. It isn't just about stopping drinking or drugging, although this is important. According to their literature, it's about contented sobriety. It's a path of spiritual progress through a series of actions designed to elicit what the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous refers to as psychic change, a complete mental, emotional, and spiritual shift in attitudes and perception. For example, when clients come to see me because of anxiety or depression, I don't treat their anxiety or depression. I treat the person. I help them to see how their perception of their life and the memories of their experiences have shaped them. Our feelings are influenced by our perceptions, actions, and beliefs. Or as they say in the program, you don't have a drinking or a drug problem. You have a thinking or self problem. And the 12 steps focus on fighting the battle of self. You quit fighting everything and everyone. Humility is the foundational principle in every step. You surrender to win, not to fight. The 12 steps lead to a spiritual awakening. They provide relief from the bondage of self. Another aspect I love about AA is the searching, fearless inventory of self. That's step four. Whether or not you're an addict, a humble reflection of your life is healthy. 
Another aspect, along with prayer, is making amends to those you've hurt. These are all restorative steps. These are godly steps. Again, other useful programs, other successful programs are out there to help you to address your addiction. You need to find what works for you. Chances are that you'll fall or relapse along the way. The only requirement for membership is a desire to stop drinking, using, or engaging in destructive activity. Forgive yourself. The fellowship is always welcoming. Live with the grace God offers. Get up and take another step. A small step. Some psychologists say that it takes about 21 days of conscious and consistent effort to create a new life habit. However, changing your life will take far longer if you're addicted and abusing a substance or engaging in addictive behavior. But the rewards are beyond measure. The transformation from addiction to recovery is a journey, a lifetime journey. You need not hide. Work the steps. The desire will fade. Create a new lifestyle. Love yourself. Love others. I will meet you back on the road. And remember, always forward.